Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. It's the Custard TV Podcast, the one place on the web where I can make myself sick just by doing that a few times. My God, I feel all dizzy now. Are we quizzing at the end of the podcast? Oh, yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are, because I'm already winning, my friend. My northern, northern friend, who didn't know, would you believe it, ladies and gentlemen, the captain of the Stingray. You don't know the name of the bar and cheers. That is a lesser known fact. We will see what you guys know and don't know later. It's Matt versus Luke later. First of all, all we've got to do is get through the, you know, the... The The body of the podcast. (laughs) The body of the podcast. Has anyone (laughs) got any anecdotal anecdotes, though, from the week? Last week, I didn't get to talk about it because Gary goes going on about his blooming ears being syringed or whatever. That was Uh, classic podcast. (laughs) Um, I had an odd taxi ride back from uh, Stafford Station. I, uh, well, no, I got in a taxi and he's just asked me where I've been and I've been to uh, a quiz, oddly, um, uh, with some uni friends and he said he says he's a, like an Eastern European guy. I won't do the accent because that's Gary's taxi. Please! He says, like, you you educated man. You, you No, 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 don't do the accent. <laughs> don't do the accent. Tell, tell me what you've... Tell me what you've learned from life so far. And this was at like... Oh, that's creepy. This was at like quarter to twelve. And I was like... Normally, the cab driver has to suffer the inane ramblings of a drunk man getting in the cab. It's not often that (laughs) you, the passenger, have to... Hopefully he wasn't drunk, Gary. Usually the conversation does does go, you know, how long have you been on for? And I did get that in there. There's the classic questions. What time are you on till? I didn't get what time are you on till in there. But yeah, I did no, get how long you working. You know, text in if you've had an odder question. In text a in. You're not on the radio. You already know who they're going to text. Oh, tweeting, tweeting, tweeting. Okay, yeah, what whatever we say. Uh, no, yeah, hang on. Bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with. Bear with. Bear Matt's with number is 07805-7. Did you feel uncomfortable or was it just. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I, I would. It's a bit yeah. of a strange question to ask. I have yeah. to. Yeah. Especially yeah. that late at night, I think I basically said, you know, ask me in a week, and I, but he, I did reveal where I work, so he may well be in. Oh my god, he could <laughs> just pop in in a week's time. He's not on the podcast, is he, Luke? I haven't got him on. Well, we don't know. And he's here tonight! <laughs> it's Oleg! <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. He's not a meerkat, for God's sake. Right. Um. Luke 
Gary and Matt. Talking telly on the Custer TV podcast. Okay, TV news. Uh, then Gary catches us up on all the US stuff when he goes west. Then it's the reviews. Then it's the previews. And then that quiz we were on about. So, uh, very quickly, in the news front, oh. Detectorists. It's one of the most charming and pleasant surprises of comedy last year. That's currently filming its second series. And there's a Christmas special as well, where presumably they find, I don't know, f- gold, frankincense and myrrh, oh, one would presume. Nice. Oh, nice. I'm sure they will. How long did that take you? Mm, good 30 minutes this morning trying to think of Bible things I knew. ITV have been up to their own uh, their old trips. They recommission anything, regardless of what it is, and no more could that be true in the case of their hypnotism game show. You're back in the room, hosted by Philip Schofield. That'll be back on your telly quite soon. And I remember what we said about this, despite the fact that it was a hypnotism game show. It was one of those oh, shows where hypnotism, <laughs> hypnotism, in the his a. It was more, you know, the people on it were having more fun than the people watching it. So, without further ado, it's the dude going west. Play the music. Now, we've been talking about ITV and commissions, but um, they've done a good thing here. Um, They're going to show series three and four of The Americans, which we've been championing on this show for a long time. They're going to show the series from the beginning in July on ITV Encore, and then they're going to show the new series three and four probably around about September time. Although you Um, have have Sky Digital to watch this, don't you? Well, that's right. Although, if you have a Sky account, you can catch up because it's on the catch-up. Again, you have to have a Sky... I I don't think that's... Well, yeah, yeah. uh, It still doesn't negate the fact you have to have a Sky account. Uh, Also in America, they've renewed the second series of The Brink. The Brink is a show that's showing on Sky Atlantic at the moment. Stars Jack Black and... Mira Seale. No. Yeah, she's in it. <laughs> yeah, she's in it. Also, the when you say Tim they've Robbins. renewed... Yeah. Tim Robbins, you say they've names. I know. Yes. When they say you've, you've renewed the second series, it's like well, they stopped it for a bit and restarted it. Well, we don't they've know renewed the exact it process they did. It was behind a darkened room. And talking of <laughs> renewal... <laughs> in a very lit, well-lit room behind a darkened room. Yeah. And uh, coming soon to Sky Atlantic, a show that's kind of passed a little bit under the radar for me, but I'm, I'm trying to feel out a bit more about it, is uh, a show called Aquarius, starring David Duchovny. This is prior to his X-Files um, re, you know, uh, reinstatement. Uh, this is a show Stop where calling. a cop uh, investigates the Manson family uh, mm. before they start their killing spree, and apparently it's kind of... Not based on real life, but it's certainly uh, it's sort of engaging in real life, the situation. A lot of people have been binge-watching this in America, and it has well, already been renewed for Series 2. The reason they've been binge-watching it, it may be about the Manson killings, but it's also kind of a US version of Car Share. Because NBC... <laughs> it is! Stay with me! I know where I'm going! Okay, I'm glad you do. Do they listen to like, classic hits as well? <laughs> Well, they're killing, they've got now 48 on in the background. What I mean by that is um, the fact that NBC streamed this all on their website uh, Uh, before uh, it was on telly. Can we go briefly back to the Americans? Just because I'm I'm interested to know why you stopped, Gary, and where you stopped. Uh, I think I stopped somewhere in season one, and it's probably because at the time I didn't have... 
uh, a DVR so that I could record the episodes and watch them at my leisure. I always liked the show, it's just I never really got anywhere with it. Just to quickly <laughs> talk about the one review. I don't know uh, what that means. The second series of Bojack Horseman uh, dropped on Netflix last week, and I have watched the whole of the series. Uh, <laughs> Bojack Horseman is a cartoon, but it's an adult cartoon. Bojack Horseman is a former TV star trying to sort of become a, uh, an actor. He's uh, appearing... Isn't he a uh, horse, I love the way Gary's <laughs> ignored the fact that the horse is a horse. I know! I don't the show. I'm trying to give the listeners a flavour of what the show's about. Say it's anyway, about a horse. In the second season... <laughs> In this second series, uh, Jack has had a book written about his life and is now starring in an adaptation of Secretariat's Life, which is a, ca- a film role he's born to play and always wanted to do. And so, why is that? Because he's a horse. Yes, because he's a bloody horse. In fact, you could say he's a horse man. <laughs> uh, lots, lots of big names have, uh, have lent their voices to Will Arnett, uh, who you will know from... Um, <laughs> He's throwing me with all that. Oh, <laughs> development. Thank you very much. Now uh, I watched several of these first time round, first season. I didn't get it. I didn't get it at all. Okay. Do you think it is one of those things where you have to watch a few, well, look, or do you, you think you either get it? A horse. Yeah, but I didn't get that. Oh, okay. it wasn't explained to me before I went in. If only you'd listen to Gary, and then you'd watched it. Then <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think it's something that takes a little bit of time to get into. Certainly, I binge-watched season one, and then season two was just, you know, very easy to watch. And they're only 30 minutes long as an episode, so they're not mm-hmm. too hard to digest. I, okay. I like it. It's my style of humour. So, but I, you know, it, we've said this before. Comedy is subjective. You know, some things one person likes another. In future, though, if any uh, characters in the shows we discuss are animals, we will let you know ahead of time. Well, I think it's important. Yeah, it, or, in Bojack or, Horseman, there's also a dog as well, and and or, a wolf. Uh, and a bird. Isn't yeah. there a bird as well? Yeah, there's we, a bird and a cat let, and an owl. Let... <laughs> Coming up, we have the quiz that's sweeping the nation previews, so you know what you're looking for. But first, Matt's going to walk us through the reviews of this podcast. Not yeah. the reviews of this podcast, it's going to be quite bleak, <laughs> and they probably won't be out at the moment. Long. Sweeping the Nation, it, that now does sound like a new ITV game show in which... It's, it's hosted do. by Kim and Aggie. <laughs> and where celebrities take turns sweeping parts of the streets yeah. in various countries. Judged by Kim and Aggie, yeah. Dick Van Dyke, who's another <laughs> famous sweeper. Dale Winter needed supermarket sweep. There you go, that's it. And... Uh, Actual sweep from Sutty in the Sweep. (laughs) Yeah, actual sweep. Host host the show. That's what I like. Sweep. It's you. What are you doing inside my ski boot, Sweep? Looking for the cheese? Well, there isn't any cheese in my ski boot. It smells as if there is. Does it? Right, it does actually. But listen, sweet, why have you got all these together? And, and what about all these cars? What, what have you done this for, all these cars? They're ready for the sale. What do you mean, what sale? The car boot sale. Oh, the car boot sale. 
No, 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 sleep. That doesn't mean that it just sold cars and boots, you silly Billy. What does it mean then? Well, they started calling them car boot sales because the people who went to sell things used to take the items in the boot of their car. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> Sweeping the nation coming soon to ITV. Okay, so we'll st- we'll start this week yeah. with a uh, season of uh, programs about disability that uh, BBC Three have been airing and are still airing this week. Um, we'll start with the first one. Uh, all three of us have watched this all the way through. This is "Don't Take My Baby." It's a sort of factual based drama uh, written by Jack Thorne, who uh, brought us the fades and Glue, and probably other dramas that have been cancelled after their first series. Mm, um, this starred uh, two newcomers, would you say? Ruth yes, Maitley and Adam I Long. I recognise either of them. Uh, basically, the, the central couple are Anna and Tom. She's in a wheelchair. She suffers from a degenerative spinal condition, is it? Is that what yeah. she has? Wa- it was muscle wasting. Muscle wasting, and Tom was sort of losing his sight. He was going mm-hmm. sort of blinder and blinder. And uh, they have a child, uh, Danielle, and the drama is basically seeing the the side of like the social workers and the care team assessing if they can properly care for their baby, uh, seeing as they've both got these disabilities, and Tom cares for Anna as well. He's her <laughs> primary carer. G- Gary, tell me what you think of this. This was really genuine drama, and you really felt empathy for the characters. Uh, because, you know, you, you saw that the there was a real concern amongst the, the, the health authorities and the, the hospital for the well-being of the, chill, of the child. Mm. But there wasn't much about the parents you know there was nobody advocating on behalf of the parents um which i thought was unusual and and i think there was the there was a wonderful tension throughout the whole show mm. of you know uh, of the parents versus the organization and and things like that but i think at the end it was just a heartwarming piece it had a good ending which i think was important and i, and I know that's probably I'm glad not... they had a heartwarming yeah ending. And the other thing that was very interesting was I thought the, the, the role played by the parents. I think his parents mm. didn't really seem to factor into it at all. There was one scene with them, with the social worker, kind of explaining their concerns. But her mother was a very interesting character. Mm. Um, and someone, and you know, when the scene between her and Tom, where she said, I didn't want to see my daughter die. Mm. Well, that was both was, the parents. Was very, very heart touching. It was very touching. Yeah. I like my uh, my favorite bit, and I think this I, I agree with sort of everything Gary says there. I think um, again, uh, this is uh, the kind of thing that BBC Three do so well. It reminded me a lot of uh, Murdered by My Boyfriend uh, in terms of the sort yes. of tough <clears throat> subject that it's taking on. My sort of favorite poignant scene you mentioned there was when they left the hospital without their baby, and there was just a shot of the baby, like the empty mm. baby carrier. And I thought that was really, really poignant. Luke, what did you think? I was deeply affected by this. Mm. Um, I, I, really, I really, really, and I, we watch a lot of stuff and most things don't get to me, but this, mm. 
This really, really did. I mean, they had barely said two words, no. and I felt immediate sympathy for the for the two leads. I thought for virtual newcomers, I thought each performance was flawless. Not the drama, but bits of the situation they were in wound me up. But I think, in, in on reflection, that's good because it yeah, it yeah. affected me in that yeah. way too. You know, I, I the bit like, where they were yeah. showing them the cooking the cooking mm, DVD. Yeah. Was incredibly moving and just felt really yeah. genuine. What I did like as well is that how they didn't sort of vilify the social worker, and you saw her, you know, trying her best to advocate. You said there wasn't anyone sort of fighting their corner, but I think she was in a way. I also really appreciated the fact that they didn't. Once they got her home, the story could have been how they, you know, got on and how they yeah. thrived. Yeah, no, but I, was I, I that. really appreciated the fact that they showed their struggle. That there was that really difficult. A brutal scene where they had the row and she's left on the yeah. ground. At the same time, I kept thinking, like, you know, do, like, most normal couples have similar mm. issues? Obviously, Absolum- it, has, Absolum- it, has, it is intensified by the fact that they have these regular checkups that they have to have everything perfect for, and obviously he has to care for her. He said, oh. as he said, he's mm. basically sort of caring for two people. I've just got a sort yeah. of general question here because one of the reviews I read uh, quite rightly said, you know, this is why BBC Three should stay around. Absolutely. Blah blah blah. This is the only drama. Yeah. But Absolutely. why? I I, I want to ask you why couldn't this drama be on BBC One or BBC Two? I I think it would have been an excellent show to put on BBC One. Mm. Um, I because I, I think I, yeah. I I think it would have fitted in brilliantly. I I, I don't see any reason why not. But I do you not agree that it, BBC One's almost a bit too safe, and this would sort of BBC One's got its own little yeah. agenda going on at the moment. I think I, the, the problem with if it had gone on BBC Two, they would have put it on later, yeah. which would be a massive I, mistake. I, I think as well. I was just I was thinking it was very similar in tone to the C words. Uh, obviously, that had, yes. maybe had a bit more humour to it, but yeah, but. Because the C word had Sheridan Smith, who's a big name in it. That well, that's right. So, I mean, it, it was more of a mainstream. So, I think the thing is with BBC One is that you've got to have yeah. this big star. If you haven't, then yeah. you sort of get lost. Because, like I said, it really affected me. And when I got over it, I was genuinely... I mean, I've been upset before about the BBC Three thing. But I was genuinely upset after watching that because I thought there'll be no place for that sort of thing anymore and there will be well, no place for this I, I would hope anymore. That, that Channel 4 who have equally yeah. done such good drama is, would be yeah, the place yeah, yeah. I was going to say of the terrestrial channels I could only see this being on Channel 4 That's there's the, only, there's yeah. the only upside to this is we won't know what we're missing will we it's not like no, I, I suppose you know, can I just say that it, there was one there was just one thing that a minor criticism and it's a real minor criticism i felt mm. that they could have done a better job of showing the limited sight of tom's mm. character yeah there was one scene wasn't there when he was walking down a high street and they showed this kind of mm. tunnel vision bit which was very effective because i think you got you got an awful lot of input on 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 her restrictions you I agree really with you. Get much of his restrictions. Mm. And how... I agree with you, but to the yeah. same end, I I think the the time he fell twice, once in the when he was holding the baby for the first time after a, after a bath, mm. and yeah. secondly when he slipped. And I think because we didn't know they were coming, they were more shocking, surprising, and I know where Gary's coming from. I, but... I know as well. Yeah. I appreciate that yeah. as well. 
But wasn't but there I, a scene I, where he looked in the mirror and stuff like that himself and you sort of got... Yeah, yeah there was. That. Yeah, yeah. There, I think, you know, we didn't always need to sort of see through his eyes. We mm. could just, we could get the impression that, you know, his eyesight was, because he was such a good actor. Yeah. I think, I don't think we needed sort of, like, you know, visual props to see that. Oh yeah, his his eyesight oh, I... is getting worse. You can you can and see the, the this. Right, the writing for this was was so mm. believable. You could tell it was a, it was a young writer. Mm. I loved the yeah. language that they used. I love that they didn't overuse, you know, bad language. And they they you the the, the the two people had genuine conversations with one another. Yeah, they had genuine arguments very... with one another. Their relationship felt real. Their connection felt real. I love the yeah. fact that they were flawed as well. There was yeah, that one scene uh, where yeah. she said, "There was one scene where she, during the argument, she says, Will you take my carer's allowance?'" Yeah, you know, and yeah. he says, "Well, why do you, why don't you do anything? Why don't you clean?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that their disability wasn't the story no. of them; it was just no. something they were dealing with on well, top of all the I, other. I rubbish. think that's the general gist of this whole season that BBC Three. You know, it's sort of challenging called, our... I, I incorrectly called it um, the disability season. It's actually called Defying the Label. Yeah, I think this did yeah. it brilliantly. Me and My New Brain, which was a uh, documentary uh, specifically focused on uh, this girl called Charlie, who was a, a snowboarding instructor who had had a sort of uh, brain injury and you <clears> saw her sort of recovery she recovered quite quickly, but then when she tried to get back into work, she'd find out that she'd lost some of her skills, some of her memories, and it was looking at how brain injuries affect different people and how the brain works and things like that, and again, focusing on younger people. I immediately felt empathy for the characters in Don't Take My Baby. I didn't really feel that with the main character in this in this show, and therefore... I was a little distracted and a little not interested in her story. Not to say that I didn't, you know, uh, see what she had been through, mm. but didn't really think, oh, this is something I could relate to. I think that, uh, for me, I thought it wasn't as involving, I'll give you that, as, as Don't Take no, My Baby, but I, I don't agree. think many things will be. But I thought it was it was a well-paced documentary, and again, uh, it's one that you'd recognise if you've seen a lot of BBC Three documentaries. They focus... Not just on Charlie, but on other people similar to her. The friends she'd made yeah. since suffering. I, I, for me personally, yeah. for me personally, there were two scenes that stuck out for me. One mm. where she Was goes that, back yeah, into the intensive Hannah. care, and Hannah, who I felt Hannah. immediately sympathy for. I loved who Hannah. I'd, I'd never heard, I've never come across anybody like Hannah with their mm. speech pattern. I didn't know that was something that happened mm. to people. It's just, again, enlightening. And can I say while I'm on, while we're on this roll about BBC Three, why are we just assuming that all these programmes will go on Channel 4? ITV2 has a similar demographic oh, God, and a similar no. remit. I no, but they do. They have a similar... Listen, they have a similar remit and a similar demographic. Why is it just acceptable that they'll put on crap panel shows like The Safe Word and Celebrity Juice and they shouldn't be showing younger audiences immersive stuff like this. I think they should be ashamed of themselves. Because it's ITV. Like yeah, but they're, they're, they should be ashamed because they, okay. they contribute nothing. Don't, don't forget, ITV, are a, commercial, ITV are a commercial channel. Their, their responsibility is to advertisers... Even... Uh, hold on, let me finish. Yeah, the yeah, BBC... Yeah. 
and Channel 4. Now, Channel 4 are a commercially run station, but they are a government-run or a government-initiated station. Channel 4, like the BBC, has a responsibility to show a range of programmes to fit a profile, and that's why I mm. think it is. I see Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. V is more like your American network, which basically just puts on what the hell they think will raise viewers. ITV2 should be an equivalent of BBC3 because that's who their audience is they should be ashamed they're a joke I I think perhaps uh, Gary's right it wasn't perhaps as as immersive but still fascinating story I think you were with Charlie as well when she tried to pass that course Oh goodness! Uh, and and like incredibly a... admir- admirable as well that she did it so many times. And then she took that times. test and things, and you found out that was that last ten minutes where you saw, you know, her how her sort of judgment had changed because of her injury, and it mm. was fascinating. That that element for me was fascinating. Please, oh, okay. I know we I know we've got a bit over the top here, or perhaps I have. Please catch up on these two documentaries okay. if you can. And can I just mention uh, the third one? Uh, yes, which course. is the ugly face of disability hate crime. I think that's Easy right. Easy It is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this this uh, featured uh, Adam Pearson, who myself and Luke having have met very yeah. briefly at last year's um, Edinburgh Festival. He's a researcher on the Undateables, but he's also uh, an actor. Uh, um, was in Under the Skin. I'm not sure if either of you seen that, the Scarlett Johansson film. Uh, where she plays oh, like an alien oh, oh, oh. Um, in, on the streets of Glasgow. It's a oh, very okay. strange film, and he's got a very small role in it. Um, but off, the, I mean, off the back of that, he's he got some abuse. He did some interviews. There was an abusive comment that someone left on on his YouTube page. And part oh. of the documentary is him trying to, you know, contact YouTube, ask the police why why are these people allowed to get away with this. His yeah. story just generally is incredible because you learn about his, you know, his condition is, you know, he's got all these tumours growing on his face. His brother, his twin brother has the same condition, but it, it doesn't oh, sort really? of affect him. It doesn't affect him, like, facially. His tumours are elsewhere in his body, so he's not oh, wow. subject to the same abuse, if that makes sense. So it's, his yeah. story's fascinating. He's such a genuinely funny guy. Uh, there's a great bit where... You learn, like these people take this test about their, you know, prejudice to seeing sort of people with facial disfigurement on a computer, and then they go and then they go and meet him, 
and then they take the test again and their views have changed and that is all very fascinating. Mm. Again, I wouldn't say sort of an hour of really sort of involving programmes. I think part of the reason may be that it is primarily just focused on him. He talks to a couple of other people with similar Mm. conditions, but it is primarily his story, but it is still worth a watch. And again, I like how they've sort of differentiated these three programmes. So they've all got the sort of mm. same theme, but they're about different disabilities. And, you know, as you say, change it, was it? De- it's Define the Label. The label. Define the label. the label. I think all these three programmes have done that. run through a documentary completely different from those two that I've seen uh, this week. Uh, Britain and the Bookies. Uh, <laughs> there was no great segue there really, was there? We're just going I on to gambling. I said it was completely different. I was okay, said well, that it... was a one-show level of moving from light to shade. <laughs> <laughs> I imagined he was just uh, Nick Baker there, just, you know, Who? off yeah. you go. Nick Who? Baker? Yeah, from the what isn't it, Nick Baker? Matt, Who is, Matt, Matt Baker. Baker. Who's Nick Baker? Is there not? Written at the bookies is um, now. This is the story of like Coral, the the betting shop. And I was talking to my friend about this. I went round to his house on Monday and I said, "Oh, I've seen this, you know, Britain at the bookies that's on." Tonight. Oh, sorry, Nick it. Baker is. Uh, he was on Harry Hill's TV Burp a lot for Nick Baker's Weird uh, Creatures. Doesn't excuse it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was, I was just talking to him about it sort of briefly and he said oh is that on channel five and i said no no it's prime time oh, bbc one sake. he's spot on though isn't he yeah. isn't he spot just with one comment he's he's britain at the, it. well it's britain at the bookies on benefits then it would be on channel it's five. yeah if it's on uh, benefits yeah. <laughs> at its heart it had a very sort of good value for money character uh, you know that you get in it sometimes you get in these sometimes you don't i i think inside kfc lacks that sort of Lead character, whereas yeah, but this no one's one. no one's gonna have a Jeremy from Airport though, are no, they? they? Well, they had similar one here. This was Tony uh, from Huddersfield, who's uh, run the same betting shop for twenty years. Uh, he's very sort of in, very proud of the shop. You know, he likes to put his papers up in a neat fashion. His daughter works at the shop. His wife worked at the shop briefly, uh, but elsewhere it was a sort of confused message. I mean, as I said, there's this guy who's I, I, down on his luck, and it's only when he decides to stop gambling that he turns his life around. There's this other guy who's sort of playing the odds and has won big on gambling and then has his online account shut down as a result of winning. So basically it's saying, you know, we'll happily take your money and leave you hungry for the rest of the week, but if you start winning, then you're out, basically, is what they were saying. Yeah. Um, I like the stuff with Tony, but the other bits, I, I, I don't know where they sort of fit in, really. Um and it is just a, we've got three weeks to fill, a lot of people are gambling, let's see if we can get inside one of the betting shops sort of thing. Yeah, that's that, that my problem with these documentaries, there's literally no point to them at all, is there? Stuff like, you know, Airport, The Cruise, Paddington Green that were all around sort of 98, 99, yeah. those were all on about sort of half past seven, eight o'clock, weren't yeah. they? Or, yeah, they weren't Clampers was... nine o'clock. Clampers was another one that I remember Clampers. as well, which driving was just episodes of yeah, driving school. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, this yeah, just, boring. 
I suppose that it, those documentaries as well, like the KFC one the BBC just had, they just seem a bit more old hat as well and old fashioned. Yeah. Well, well, that's the one about KFC. Just... I'm hungry. Uh, that's sorry, the one guy. about the, uh, right. the charity shops coming up. A lot of old hats. Uh, oh. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the quiz. Talking, talking of, uh, if you're worried, com- people, we've still got the quiz. Stay tuned. Comedy, <laughs> I I, uh... You two could talk about the Javon Prince show. Well, this this was a hark back to sort of comedy shows that we used to be on in the 80s, where this was one guy that produced a number of sketches and, and, and stand-up all sort of centred around himself. Javon Prince it, it was in phone shop. Uh, we talked about that last week. A lot of his comedy was based on the fact that he's black and a black comedian in a very, you know, what he perceived as an uncultural world. I think that would be fair to say, wouldn't it, Luke? Yeah, I mean, I didn't find any of this funny because it just kept harping on about his race in every sketch, and it's some just... were funny. I I thought the the the, uh, the 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 scene where he got stopped on the horse, I thought that was quite amusing. That's a nice it's sort a bit of note. Going back to BBC Three stuff, it's a bit like if they did a bit disability documentary and every joke was about the disability. It just yeah. doesn't work, you know. I, I felt this show would have been better on BBC Three um, because I think it would have found an audience more suited to its style. I think the problem is it's been packaged along with um, Family Guy and Dragon's Den on Sunday night, isn't it? Um, and Odyssey, and, bizarrely. And Odyssey at the moment. So it's That's being sort strange. of... It is a strange mixture, but you can understand why they have uh, have sort of put it with other bigger and better shows. And I doubt I'll be sticking with it. But it was good to I... see that the sketch show element was yeah, was something I, I... that hasn't been gone to for a long time. Ending with uh, two Channel 4 dramas. Firstly, uh, Humans, which uh, is now episode 6 we got sort of... I think now we're on to sort of the home stretch by the end of it. Yeah, sort of certainly felt like it. Everyone sort of coming together, you know, the uh, the Leo character, Colin Morgan, uh, trying to get his sort of... You found out, didn't you, that they sort of his siblings and stuff and they, they were created by his father to look after him. You've got sort of his backstory in this one. And I think, as a result, I think you finally sort of sympathise with the character. For me, anyway. Yeah, definitely. You got mm. to learn... Now he's not just this sort of freedom fighter. He's this. You know, I still find him a bit annoying, and I don't know whether that's his performance. He's still that weak yeah. link for me, but that might be being picky. As you described say, it, basically the other week, like Pinocchio, isn't he? He's sort of yeah. He basically is. I was watching this in bed. I was watching like, this in bed. In, you're in bed. Gary's standing up. Yeah. <laughs> you're just sitting. Um, I um, I was watching this in bed, and the scene where. For lack of a better phrase, Mia comes alive and yes. sort of in shock. I nearly fell out of bed. Mm. It was it really shocked me that moment where she goes <gasps> and comes to life as Mia and I thought, Wow, this is this is good. And I, Humans yeah. is really, really good. Let's just say And that. I think Gary again, I agree with Gary to an extent on uh, Oh the my god, Parkinson. what's happened tonight? The the, the Catherine Parkinson thing, the, this episode where she you know, she said about her brother and stuff about him dying and Yeah. The two eldest children have really taken a, a, a great role in the show. Whereas before, you know, she was the sort of you know rebellious teenager. He was your typical sort of you know thirteen-year-old boy. You know, especially when he was eyeing up uh, the, the the you know when he was 
eyeing and eventually touching up the android. Uh, but I think now, now that the that's coming soon to Channel happen, Four, touching up the android. Yeah, and then on Channel Five, touching up the android and benefits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and on ITV2, a panel show talking about androids being yeah. ta- touched yeah. up. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I just thought they both did much. They're both now really well formed characters on the show. Th- but, this uh, is going to be one of those shows where I'm not annoyed if it comes. You know, no. every year we seem to be going. Well, apparently no. there are, there are uh, signs that are pointed to yes, it will get recommissioned. I think. I hope They'd it be does. Silly I, not I, to. I uh, again, yeah. but as long as they've got a clear idea. <laughs> Yes, and I've really, I've really warmed. Don't don't broadchurch it. Mm. Yeah, it's just consistently good. It's not letting me down yet, and it can only go, only get get better as it gets toward the end, I suppose. I don't know. I mean, I only watched the the final drama on our list is Witnesses, the French drama, Channel Four, and I only watched that this morning. But I have very little memory already of of what happened in it, so I don't know if one of you two want to take. That's fascinating. That's not shall what I, I, I thought you would say about this Shall I take this one? Yeah. Although I won't be able to do names, this is basically... Uh, no! <laughs> no, I know. Shocking. <laughs> a fairly new-to-the-area female detective is put onto okay. a very strange case where someone is leaving recently deceased bodies in, a, in show homes. So basically okay. digging up corpses of people who died recently and leaving them in, in these kind of homes where people are being shown around. So two two of the main people involved had committed suicide. And there's the link to a detective or a judge. I think it's slightly different in France. They're called lead judges and things like that, uh, where his picture was left at one of the homes, and he himself he has had a brush. He was a policeman, with, wasn't he? That's right, yeah, although they call them so different. And he'd had a brush with suicide. There was a a hint that perhaps he had committed suicide or attempted to. He's in a rehabilitation home following the car crash which killed his wife. That's right, yeah. No, it wasn't, no, wasn't, um, wasn't, I don't think it was the car crash that killed his wife. I thought his wife died and then he had a car crash. But anyway, he's Um, become a recluse, but he's kind of come out of that reclusive state because of this case. Um, and, but again, and so he tra- it's worth he, at, yeah. he trained the young trained girl that you mentioned, yeah. and yeah. also the, there's a massive secrets there because um, yes. because maybe he didn't have a car crash. He's also the only person that I've ever seen in a TV drama have their car accident photo by their bedside in the rehabilitation home, which she's well again. <laughs> that's, that's part of it. The link to Nordic Noir is very good, is very mm. strong. You know, the link to the the main character has OCD. Uh, it's fair to say she's a neatness freak. Um, and, Not and on she, the level you know, of old Zorganorin, though. The other thing that I found fantastic about this, and I, I really loved it, and I'm, I'm already, you know, trying to find out if I can watch next week's episode early. The aerial shots in this episode The were things he picks out- up on fascinate me. Bandy. I want to sit. I don't want to do the podcast anymore. I want to sit next to Gary while he watches something because Matt's completely forgotten the plot and he's watching I the sky. Seen. It was something I haven't seen in such a long time. They were almost I, I, like I watched the sky at the air. end when when they when he went up in that cable car thingy. At the end of the first episode, as you say, there were there, it does end on a, um, a a cliffhanger of an attempt. To oh, well it. done, well done. He's in a cable oh, that doesn't work. Damn it. Indeed. Um. I Can love I just, this. 
It's fascinating. I loved it too, and it fascinates me, Matt, that you didn't that you that it didn't stick I with don't you. Know. I, you I, didn't, like, you didn't I like think it. I liked it when it was on. I didn't dislike it. I just I don't know. It just hasn't stuck with me in the way that you know those those other shows. I mean, I have packed a lot into the past sort of twenty four hours, and I've basically watched everything we've talked about uh, in the last twenty four hours. So, but this is the uh. one that probably stuck with me the least. I found you it know, incredibly atmospheric. Yeah. I found I, I, it intriguing. Yeah, yeah, no. I didn't dislike it. It just I, I, the plot really hasn't sort of stuck with me. Now you know, once you've sort of mentioned it, the stuff with the show home, the bodies. I think it is a unique thing. And it's a very original it, premise. But they're both builders as well, the two guys. So there's a connection there and things like yeah. that. And um, there's sort um, of the what, odd. What was right. Mm. Gone. I was just saying, there's like an odd feeling to this town as well. It almost sort of feels like. Mm. Sort of yes. almost something like Twin Peaks, as you're probably going to bring up at some point. Or well, no, no I we've done a whole podcast about it. Yeah, yeah. So no, I definitely watched another episode. It just really hasn't sort of stayed with me. I I was a little bit worried though because we we learnt from George Scott how things can turn on a sixpence and people can have mm-hmm. plants growing out of them. And yeah, there was no, I was a little of... bit worried as well. I, I tell you, because there was so, mention so. of the wolf. There was mention of a wolf. Several yeah. times, and I'm thinking, yeah. oh, please don't go Twilight on me. You know, I'm enjoying it. I think Channel Four have perhaps done the show a disservice. It did really well on in its native country. Uh, there's only six episodes. I'd have loved to have seen this go on uh, when Humans had finished on Sunday night. That's where the return was, yeah. and I think they could have done quite well. I'm there. not Ten... sure this is a Sunday night drama. The subject matter. Nor was the return. The Returned was hardly a Sunday night drama, you know? And, uh, I don't know. I think a Sunday night drama on Channel 4 is different from is a anything. Sunday night drama elsewhere. I humans, mean, would you could say. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and Homeland wasn't exactly is a... humans a, a Sunday night drama, Gary? Fair point. <laughs> and Homeland? Homeland as well, Fargo? None of the acquisitions oh. that they put on Sunday night were particularly Sunday nighty. So what you wear with your Sunday pyjamas, your Sunday night? Yes, unless I'm watching humans and I fall out of bed and out of my Sunday nighty. (laughs) (laughs) Have you told your friends about this podcast? No. Well, tell them now. The Custard TV Live. Let's do the previews then, uh, very quickly. Monday, Parks and Recreation comes to Dave. It's the fourth series. Slightly annoyed that they're not giving people the chance to catch up because I think... One of the things with Parks and Rec is you you enjoy it the more you grow yeah, with the characters. Good. If you start on series four like Dave are, I think it's a shame because you're you're missing a lot of the backstory. But it's a double bill Monday night eight till nine on Dave. The return of twenty four hours in police custody is at nine o'clock on the same night, and and this week we're we're following around undercover police officers and also a young man accused yeah. of robbery and assault. This is excellent. Yeah. My only problem with this is that we're getting a little oversaturation of police. I agree. I, I think it's still good, but space them out yeah. a bit. There's more um, of the BBC Three disability season. Uh, there's the boy who wants his leg cut off on Monday night, nine p.m. Tuesday, 9pm, The World's Worst Place to Be Disabled. And there's The Unbreakables, which is a sort of three-part documentary. Oh, two-part. It is three-part. Uh, I think it's three-part. Part, it? Well, it says two-part on the previews that you've written. Yeah, but I wrote these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's all and, all, and also, ITV continue to show their uh, their great sort of class. 8.30 on Thursday, Flock Stars. Uh, Gabby Logan hosts a series to find Britain's best celebrity sheep herder. 
Oh, uh, thank this, God. Uh, Friday, Barbecue Champ with Man vs. Yeah. Food Mangling Class. Go on, watch some proper telly on Friday. Uh, BBC One have the returns of Would I Lie to You with Rob Brydon, Lee Mac, David Mitchell at 8.30, and the return of Ripper Street, the third series that originally was on Amazon at 9. We've missed the most important show of next week. It's Matt's documentary. It's signed, sealed, oh, delivered yeah. inside the post office on BBC Two. Yeah, and and more more, more documentaries should have CD Wonder songs. Although I'm in the, not in the, in the I'm title. not in this one. This is ah. about a small a small village post office. That's bit, that's like I'm assuming you'll be in series two. It gets recommissioned. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Right. I wasn't informed about this, but we will be talking about this next week, and I expect you both to have watched it, and I will be. Of course, it that's off. all I'm looking forward to. Okay, uh, right. let's do the quiz. Indeed, for those of you uninitiated, this is the second week of Matt versus Luke. <laughs> Two questions each about TV programmes. There's a 10-second time limit to answer. And if there is a tie, we will do a closest to the answer tiebreaker. First week, Luke won. So it's well, I, 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 I did demand a sort Luke. of, uh, you know, on-the-spot drug test because I did think Luke... Uh, well, those need to be too close to the answer. I was coked in talcum powder when I was asking uh, the questions. Right. Much like the Tour de France, if you're found to be cheating, we will chuck urine in your face. <laughs> God, what a way to end the podcast, bit of a golden shower. <laughs> right, question number one. Bugs in the urine. Question number one for Matt this week. Matt goes first. Hello. What is the name of the hotel inspector in the Channel 5 series? Oh! Alex Pulitzi. Correct. To Luke. Which cartoon character lived at 52 Festive Road? <laughs> I know this. Damn you, Alex Pelizzi, I knew you. Um, I don't Sorry, know that. Can I, can I the answer is, No! The answer is... Matt, you, can, you don't get any points, but the answer is... Ben. Correct. Ben. So one, one point to Matt, none to Luke. Yeah. In the TV show To The Manor Born, what was oh. the name of the manor? Not born, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Learn from my mistakes! Learn! Time up. No, no it's Grantly. No. Your second question. Yeah. Who was the host of Question of Sport before Sue Barker? Oh my god! <laughs> um. Oh, hang on. Um. Time's oh up. Oh my god. Oh god. Sorry. It was David Coleman. So I can I can save my 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 tiebreaker. I can officially announce that the winner of this week is Matt. Can I just uh, clarify? Can I just clarify? Will all these questions always be on television? Well, we are a TV-based <laughs> podcast. It's, it's just so... not a strong subject of mine. No. Uh, I, what? I mean, what? What is your specialist subject, Luke? Just so that I know. I would say. My life between this week and last week 
It's bro- right. I'm fairly good I on that. I still reckon Matt might win. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to commiserate yeah. uh, with me on Twitter, it's at LucasterTV. If you want to congratulate Matt on his steal of a win, it's at Matt's TV Bites. What steal of a win? I don't know, it's a quiz term. If you want to um, just, you know, big up the Quizmaster at the Gary Show for Gary, facebook.com for us the Custer TV, give us a like, download this podcast from thecustertv.com, subscribe on iTunes, give us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week. ITV2, you should be ashamed. Bye-bye. Bye, quiz fans. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.